Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. This week we're talking about Season 2, Episode 12, entitled, entitled Better Angels. Do we have any news this week? No. No? What a shocker. Uh, <laughs> Alright, then let's move right into the recap. The Walking Dead's been canceled. There'll be no episode tomorrow <laughs> or next week. The The Watching Dead or The Walking Dead has been canceled? <laughs> Which Both. one came first? AMC <laughs> called me tonight and said, hey, you guys, we're no longer in need of our services. Yeah, we're taking you off the air. Uh, Andrew Lincoln <laughs> has filed a lawsuit in federal court against me. <laughs> for your intro last for week. For identity theft. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right. So to be episode, fair, I did buy a boat with, a with boat. nothing but a Ford social security number and his accent. Oh, well, yeah. So, how'd you get his credit card number? I didn't need it. His accent was. Oh, you know. that's his authentication. That's right. Nice. I said, "People, listen up. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna have to commandeer this fast boat. <laughs> it is shiny and red flaked, and I love it." All right. Uh, so the episode starts off with Shane, Daryl, Andrea, and T Dog uh, driving around the farm, checking fences, tracking killing walkers. And Rick delivering a, a eulogy over the top of it for Dale. Uh, very well done. I was super excited yeah. at this scene, and I'm like, oh, you know, I started to creep forward to the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. My popcorn bowl clutched tightly. Yeah, thinking, and, oh man, this might be a good one. Yeah, it reminds me of um, ever since Glenn Mazzara said he wants to make this more cinematic. I start seeing these homages to other movies. Like this reminded mm-hmm. me very much. Of, like, in any Michael Bay movie, like The Rock, mm-hmm. where the president is giving some speech while a bunch of people are doing random cool shit. Yep. Like, yep, as yep, the yep. Navy SEALs are storming, this is a, before I incinerate 200 American citizens, we must reflect on how we shit on these patriotic people, and then as shit's going on. Oh, That's yeah. That's what it definitely. reminded me of. I think they use that music from that. Yeah, yeah. And this is a... This kind of brings it back around to the season premiere where Rick's on his walkie-talkie and he's doing his voiceover. Very <laughs> few voiceovers in the series, but when they sure. use them, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Shane obviously doesn't like what Rick's saying about Dale, uh, about honoring him and how now that he's dead, the group is going to do exactly what he wanted. I don't get that either. Like, okay, so I'm... you decide not to do what Dale wants. Mm-hmm. He dies and now you change your mind. 
Yeah, I'm uncomfortably on Team Shane's side. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't like being on the same side of, as an attempted rapist and a murderer, mm-hmm. serial killer now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet I find myself on his side a lot. Yeah, he's and, also a uh, seri- serial truth teller. I mean, he tells well, it like it is a lot of the time. Yeah, he doesn't do with facts, but with overall situations, yeah, he, he delivers the goods on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some really cool zombie kills uh, in this scene. You mm-hmm. know, you get one where Shane just blasts a dude with a shovel. Uh, that was uh, pretty cool. And then they're they're kicking the zombie. And What did you think? I The only one... Uh, that and it feels like I'm bagging on Andrea, but her pitchfork kill was very poorly done. I thought, uh, as far as the CG, just the way it's composited and her, yeah, yeah, yeah. her, you know, little action girl <laughs> crouch with it. Uh-huh. Not a fan. I can imagine how difficult it must be to act like you're stabbing something solid when there's nothing there. Like well, she didn't really stab then, that guy in the head. Then let someone that's good at it do it, and yeah. have her, you know, swing a baseball bat in the air. What or if something? every time they went to do that, they brought in? Uh, Ray Park or somebody <laughs> to do that stunt. That'd Twirl cool. the pitchfork. <laughs> yeah. Know? It's a du- double-ended pitchfork. Yeah. Uh, so then Rick gives out some orders. That'd be incredibly useful on the farm. You could just bail so much oh, with yeah, that. Just both sides. <laughs> Definitely. Just paddle right through that field. So uh, Rick gives out some orders that Shane basically doesn't agree with. He's, he's saying again, all right, we're going to go do... The same thing we were going to do with Randall before. We're going to do it right so this way. Trouble. This yeah. is how we honor Dale. Uh, they honored Dale by giving T-Dog a line, too. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Uh, as Reddit says, uh, Dale died so that T-Dog could have lines. <laughs> yeah. His sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Was at the end of the scene, there's this look between Lori and Shane that, to me, says... Here we go again. Mm-hmm. Rick's doing something dumb. Mm-hmm. I, did you feel the same way about that, or did you think it said something else? Or yeah, I thought she was ringing the dinner, dinner bell or ringing the dinner bell again. And I, I've got okay. let's let's get to the next scene All before right. we start ripping into this latest soap opera yeah twi- okay. twist. Uh, so then Rick and Herschel and Andrea are all talking about Shane, um, and that he's. Kind of out of control, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about their discussion there? Oh well, I think I don't know. I don't know what Andrea really feels. Yeah, because you know, I, I feel like she's broadly sympathetic to Shane, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to wonder if that was because she was afraid and still processing things with her sister, and now that she's kind of gotten stronger, ironically, she's become more aligned with Dale. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if she took that stand with Dale because she felt bad for him. Uh, I don't know whether she just is a contrarian son of a gun and doesn't like people to tell her what to do or what to think. I mean, that would all make sense and be good motivation for why she's doing the things she's doing. But she didn't yeah. take too kindly to the suggestion yeah, well, and, I, I'm with you. I think she agrees philosophically with Shane, but maybe not with his methods, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I don't know. And then at the end, when Rick is trying to tell her, uh, I, I forget exactly what he's saying, but he says something about watch Shane, and uh, I need you to babysit him for me, and I can't have him roaming around here while I'm gone. And Andrea says, maybe you should stop leaving. <laughs> no shit. Not a bad, yeah. 
Why why leave this farm right now? I think that he makes a mistake that a lot of leaders do, uh, which is they lead by doing rather than, Mm -hmm. you know, just by being a leader. Yeah, there's a reason you don't send your commanders in on the front line of a battle. Yeah, and I think that (laughs) there that's true to a certain extent. Um, You have to you have to be willing to get your hands dirty Mm -hmm. to lead a group of people. But I think he's kind of done that by shooting Sophia. And, you know, people are looking to him to, to lead. So I think if as long as he makes good decisions, he's not going to have to worry about it. The problem is that he's not making any good decisions. Plus, I mean, None. he could send T-Dog and Daryl out. I mean, Daryl, for whatever reason, is all... He is Rick's... Uh, he's the Darth Vader to Rick's Palpatine. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, see that? The last episode, we see that this episode. He's his enforcer, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, and I don't know why, but... That's the way it's going. That's the way it's, it's it is. Yeah, I think we'll talk about that a little more later. Um, so then, <clears throat> excuse me. So then, Carl tells Shane that uh, it was all his fault that Dale died. Uh, tries to give the gun back to him and does, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> immediately when Carl rolls up, Shane's like, "What are you doing wandering around here by yourself? Right. Where's your where's where's your mother? Yeah." <laughs> Does anybody know where you are? Yeah. Well, no. Of fucking course not. Do we need to put a bell on you, kid? Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about Carl's stance here that he doesn't ever want to touch a gun again? Understandable. And here's the thing. Usually you tell kids it's not their fault, mm-hmm. but it kind of is his fault. And I, I wonder what uh, you would tell, like, a kid kinda. that, for example, like, you you always you see in the, mo- the, the paper when some kid... You know, gets his dad's gun and he's waving around and showing off to his friends and ends up blasting one in the face and killing him. Yeah. What do you say to that kid? Because, like, yeah, you're know. a kid and, you know, whatever. But if you're, like, eight or nine or ten, you knew better and you mm-hmm. killed a person. So, I mean, obviously saying, well, it's your fault and you need to deal with it is not the right <laughs> thing. I wish sure. if anyone's a child psychologist – um, I would like to know what you actually should tell a, a kid in this situation. I think mm-hmm. that what about Rick, what Rick seemed, told him? Yeah, I actually yeah. like that. I mean, okay. it's it's you. I feel like you can't go wrong treating kids as miniature adults. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't tell them everything. You let them ask questions and stuff. But a kid that's in Carl's situation and his age, a little bit of plain dealing, straight talk, truth. Sure. Like, look, we don't know either. The reality is everybody, you know, everybody's could die, and that's why mm-hmm. we need you to stop doing kid stuff. Yeah. We yeah. need you to stop chucking rocks at zombies. And, and Of course, and, there's a fine line between uh, talking to him like an adult and letting him wander around the farm with guns. No. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing is you you deal with him straight, but you still have to give him that guidance and supervision, which is where yeah. the group breaks down. Uh, which is also what I think Shane did a great job of last episode. Uh, where we saw him saying, look, it's not about getting in trouble. It's about saving your life. You yeah, I mean, he's getting solid advice from the two men in his life. Um, and they're saying all the right things, yeah. but they're they're just not supervising the child. The problem is, let's let's talk a little bit about Rick and his leadership abilities. Because this episode, it seems that Shane is all over Rick um, for essentially not being a good father to Carl. Uh-huh. I mean, he says it multiple times. Uh I feel like this is a huge failure on Rick's part, and it demonstrates the lack of leadership qualities that this guy has. 
Like this guy, like you said, is willing to go out there and get his hands dirty, but that's all he wants to do. He doesn't. He does. He's not sitting back and saying, "Okay, what can I do to make this group run more smoothly?" Well, he starts to in this episode. Like I think he's he does, making but the only wrong after decision. Shane punches him in the gut five times. Right. With, with saying, you're a terrible father. You don't give a shit what happens to I'm your I'm not kid. talking about that. I'm talking about it giving orders to the group and getting people organized and having them do things. But he doesn't. It it, it starts off the episode by him making a terrible decision for the group. With, by taking Randall back out into the city, the same thing they did that ended horribly, and they decided not to do that. The whole group decided we're not going to do that. Yeah, I also don't know why this plan is any better than the last one. It's not. It's exactly the same, and Shane says it. Well, but Rick's came back with, well, it's the right plan. We're just going to execute it properly this time, which I guess uh, is It's idea. the wrong plan. The group already decided it's the wrong plan. Yeah. Although... Last episode, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't defend this. I don't know. This is beta Rick. Yeah, I'm, I'm more asking this. I wish you were, like, a producer of the show or a writer <laughs> of the show so I could ask you these questions. You, you want to be like answers. Frost Nixon. I do. I You're want- <laughs> Frost and Glenn Mazaris Nixon. It's like, did you or did you not? <laughs> yeah. Fuck around and waste our time with... No. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. That would be cool. So I, let's I set think that, that up. <laughs> let's, yeah, yeah. Glimmer's there. If you want to volunteer to be grilled on our show. Yeah, right. Come on. If you want to have an intense, uncomfortable <laughs> conversation. Yeah. We'll, can you imagine, we'll bring the beers. Can you even imagine if we turned our audience loose on the questions? Because some of the feedback for this episode, <laughs> very crazy. Because this is the first time where, because usually we love an episode and most people hate it. Mm-hmm. We hate an episode and most people love it. I let's take a step back. We didn't do this. We usually do. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the episode? Uh, I've seen it twice. First time through, I hated it. Like, like grade letter, F minus, F minus. Yeah, I, I fucking hated this episode the first time I saw it. Second time, it was a little less harsh, um, and I'd probably grade it like a C minus. Yeah, I'd it's, say... It's just barely not passing my standards. I'd say about C- minus is fair because... And here's why. It would be lower except for... I feel like these people, the the showrunners, painted themselves in the corner mm-hmm. by choosing to make the farm the set piece for season two. He's very good point. That is a one comic book arc. Yeah. And there's just not enough meat on them bones for the zombies to pick on. Now, mm-hmm. um... I don't understand why, like, and I understand set locations and all this, but it seems like this could be a perfect standalone episode. You could have introduced Herschel, mm-hmm. the drop, you know, the horror that he's got his family members in the barn, have that all break bad, Sophia deal, and then deal Herschel and his group decide to throw in with Rick and follow them on to the next location, mm-hmm. which I don't want to get to. I mean, we'll all find out about it next week, yeah. I think. Um so I, I kind of want to keep that. We'll talk about that in the spoiler. But I really feel it was a mistake since some of the other locations later on in the series, you could have multiple seasons at that one location. Sure. The farm is just a really bad choice to make. Mm-hmm. And they the reason they've repeated so many plot points and nothing's happened and this whole theme, they've stretched out this Rick and Shane and this Shane and, and the, Lori. Yeah, the triangle between Rick, Shane, and Lori is driving me insane. And thank God it's over. It's over. It's, it's over. done. This is yeah. what I... And well, by the way, it might be over. Lori might keep this thing alive. Well, you know, Rick Shane always said blah blah blah. Right. Go fuck yourself. No, I, I I think it's over. And so what I was saying is, the writers had to get here. They had to, yeah. and there was some some rough 
rough gravel road to get from point A to point B. Mm, yeah. And they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Straight line it. Straight line it. <laughs> throw in some zombies. But they, and- they could have straight lined it from season 2.5, from the beginning of that. And they didn't. They they drug it out for another half a season. Yeah, but honestly, let's be honest. It didn't drag much in season, yes. in the second let's, half of this season. Yes. I think this is the first episode that's been bad. Yeah. It's I'll, been I'll objectively bad. And <laughs> there's a pissing l- off listeners. And there's a lot of right. people Yeah, well no, there's a lot of people that really like this. I can't even say objectively bad. In my opinion, yeah, it's the first one that's bad. been below average. Okay. For the season two point five. And I felt like I judged it lighter and, and brought it to that C average because I, I kind of got what the writers were trying to do. Yeah. It's like, well, shit, we're painted here in this corner, so we're going to have to walk across the freshly painted floor and fuck it up and so we can get out of here and move on. Yeah. And if they do, it's great. And the stuff where you see, like, tease for next week looks like it's going to be balls of the wall. Y- yeah. Everything you want out of a zombie finale mm-hmm. and set up beautifully for season three in such a way that... I'm not done with the show. No, no, no. And, season, and they'll now, suck me back in next episode, it looks like. Now, halfway through season three, if there's some of the same kind of weird, almost insulting to the viewer nonsense going on, yeah. there's going to be problems. I and mean, we'll have to decide what to do with that. But Yeah, yeah, I have I have some real... Because uh, I'm not going to cast on it. I mean, as, as, much people, as much as people talk shit about us on iTunes from time to time, I'm not going to cast a show that I hate. Yeah. Because it's, it's, I, you know, as much fun as it is to make fun of the show, if it was just that week in, week out, all the jokes would be gone and, you know, mm-hmm. I got better things to do with my time. So Definitely. But I am excited for season three, and I think this is, this episode is a necessary evil. Yeah. And the finale looks to be, hopefully, yeah. much, much better. Anyway, uh, so, continue. Yeah, let's move on. Um, next scene is Randall trying to escape while Daryl is sealing off the barn. Uh, he's up top just hammering boards onto the... It turns the out to be a window the car goes point. through. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, later on, that comes into play. Uh, then the group moves into the house. Uh, Maggie tells Glenn to put his stuff in her room, but he says no. Uh, and Wait. then outside, Herschel gives Lori and Rick her room. Yeah, everybody is being super nice to Lori. T Dog's picking heavy shit up for her. I'm not. Herschel's giving her boy. Yeah, I would not be giving him the the bed wall. Um, so let's talk about a couple things here. Sure. What do you think about Glenn and Maggie? Man, I just want to see them get together, and that's probably why they're not doing it. How do you think Maggie reacted? Because I thought she was pretty inscrutable with her reaction. Uh, I'm frankly surprised that she wasn't a little more pissed off about that. I kind of think she got where he's coming from. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he laid it out a couple episodes ago. And this is like her father's house, and he yeah. and her mm-hmm. and and Herschel just showed him like a big act of trust. And well, kind of acceptance of this. I don't think Glenn wants to push his luck. Okay, you this. got 14 people in this house, right? Mm-hmm. Herschel's already saying, holy shit, this is going to be a tight squeeze to get everybody in here. Uh-huh. He just uh-huh. gave you this watch and the approval to be with his daughter. It's the keys to his daughter's vagina. It, that's literally. What you're, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Why? Like, I'd be surprised if next episode Herschel doesn't suggest that he goes stay with Maggie. Because... That seems the appropriate thing to do. It would here. be hilarious if he did, knowing what's going to happen next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, why? Why is Glenn backpedaling again after he has permission from Herschel? Man, that's who you look, man. Glenn, are you? Is that a serious question? 
Glenn, yeah. knowing what we... This is the guy... No, I get it. Glenn is having a very difficult time dealing with this world. If this was some other dude, yeah. fine. But this is Glenn. He's our socially awkward, Aspie, uh, <laughs> weird, uh, awkward with girls guy. And mm-hmm. he's he's trying to do what he thinks is the right thing by Herschel. Yeah. And that's, that's what happens. See, in my opinion, they played out the, oh, I'm so awkward around girls thing half a season ago in the pharmacy like done the second time the around same, in that pharmacy he's still the same dude you think he's going to turn into a stud overnight no no i think he's regressing he like doesn't he doesn't understand how to deal with this at all well jim not everyone's as much of a ladies man as you i mean what can, uh, I, say? What can I say it's it's tough you know <laughs> it's a burden mm-hmm. curse not a blessing <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow yeah, so oh. that's that's uh, Glenn's deal. Next scene, Shane's building uh, a windmill. No, he's building onto the windmill, like a sniper platform, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, Lori approaches him to discuss the situation they're in, and she tells him she's sorry. Yeah. Let's talk about Lori. Yes, first, so, like, what are all the things wrong here? Uh, number one, she's interrupting genuinely useful work to talk about <laughs> feelings. Uh-huh. After she has multiple times said, just let the guys do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll just mm-hmm. stay in the house and make cucumbers yep um so then she basically after a season of telling shane to piss off Mm. and two episodes after putting it into her husband's mind that he needs to kill shane uh arguably she goes to shane and says you know maybe rick rick just told me that you're fixed and you're handled and you don't have to worry about it so i'm gonna stir you up again Mm. I feel like Lori's the ex-girlfriend that every two or three weeks sends you a flirty text mm-hmm. or, you know, shows up just to make sure you haven't forgotten about her. Yep. It, and Dale says the group is broken. There's the problem. Lori is the problem in this group. She is stirring shit. Okay. She, wait, she, wait, 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 wait. she drove Shane crazy. Am I wrong? <sighs> Shane it didn't is- need much help. Certainly, it's partially Shane's fault. I think Shane broke bad the moment he turned a gun on Rick in the woods in season one. Here's my thing. If Lori's not there, Shane has no problem with Rick. They can both be the father to Carl that he wants to be. It's Lori constantly saying, get away from me. Oh, I'm sorry. I want your help again. Now get away from me. I can't. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and defend Lori, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I argued today on Facebook and I had to delete it because I forgot that it fucking violated my own spoiler <laughs> war- admonitions, but yeah. I argued that, yes, Lori arguably killed Shane. Um, I would say that it wouldn't even be arguably except for that I think Shane and Rick were going to come to blows anyway. Like, like just based not, on the not leadership. that Lori, that Lori in this scene killed Shane. Oh, okay. Because I don't think Shane was going to do this batshit crazy plan. Mm-hmm. Until she came up and said all that to her. Yeah, I mean, we see what happens with him. with him kind of freaking out in the barn with Randall, you know? And, 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 and that also, was kind of driven by Lori. This whole thing, like, she just walks up to him and, like, I'm going to th- emotionally throw up on you. Mm-hmm. Like, every time you've tried to... every And Rick and Lori both. Every time Shane tries to have a honest conversation with them, just stop talking, stop talking, stop talking. Yep. And then Shane either punches him or rapes him. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> like, oh, you're not going to uh-huh. listen to me? Well, I'm going to try to rape you or punch you in the gut. Yep. Or throw so. a wrench at you. But they just try to shut him down. 
Yeah, but uh, then when they want him to lean on, yeah, they come and just just puke all over him. Like, oh mm-hmm. god, I feel so much better. Thanks for thanks for letting me throw up on you, buddy. Yeah, and then and then like Lori, once she gets going, then just walks off. It's I, this character to me is despicable. I do not like her in the least. That's not an uncommon. <laughs> I want to know if there is a Lori, the supporter, not defender, because I can. I think you can defend. The shit that she's doing by saying she's been it's through a lot. Yeah, what about zombie apocalypse? If there's anyone player. out there that likes Lori as written, I would like to hear your input. Sure. Because I've not seen that anywhere. Not on yeah. AMC's Facebook site, not on Reddit, not certainly on not in our email or Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting that. And, and it's interesting. Seppenwall and Dan Feinberg on their podcast today talked about unlikable characters Hmm, and, you know, contrasting characters like Laurie and a few others with characters that you love to hate Mm -hmm. and talked about the wire. And 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 I'd say Shane is one of those. Yes. And he said that that's the defining characteristics. If if they are believable and there's something that you can connect to, Mm -hmm. I there's nothing that I can connect to Laurie. Zero. She is wishy-washy. She's hot and cold. She has this, like, false bravado, but then she's ultimately kind of weak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she plays the sides, you know, multiple sides against each other. There's, it, You're right. It is a very despicable character to this point. Yeah. Whereas Shane is certainly despicable in a lot of ways, but you identify with him making the right call and and doing the things that need to be done within this group. I feel. Well, I don't say I won't even say it's a right call, but he is internally consistent. It's it certainly yeah. He has in, in in his head a vision of how he thinks the world is and what he needs to do to survive, and he goes forth on that plan. Definitely. Uh, all right, let's move on. Yeah, uh, Rick and Daryl are planning how they're going to drop off Randall when Shane rolls up and tells Rick that he's a terrible father. <laughs> Uh, essentially tells him what happened with Carl and the gun. Rick and Daryl have a full-fledged uh, bromance at this point. Uh, do they? I think so. I mean, I thought they were going to kiss at the end before yeah. Shane walked up. Well, he says something about that thing you did last night. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. that's about, but... Well, you shouldn't Ooh. have to do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. That's a come... I mean... I mean, there's like some 70s porn music about to start there. Yeah, there is. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Daryl's a sexy man. Sure. Um, and super zen, too. I think we should email, we should mail, we should find out where to send fan mail to Andrew Lincoln mm-hmm. and mail him an I Crossbow Daryl t-shirt. There you go. Yeah. Do it. Because he does. Uh, and for good reason. I mean, Daryl is like... These lines where he says, like, I don't see you and I trading haymakers on the side of the road, like, that no one's going to win that fight. Like, and that's like, I thought that was funny that <laughs> I'm, I'm using a lot of girlfriend analogies here. Rick's like that dude that just dated a crazy ass girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's with this cool new girlfriend and he's, like, on walking on eggshells and, like, uh, so you're cool with us taking this, and Daryl's like, what, "What? You think I want to beat you up over it? Come on, man!" That's the thing. He's like, "Like you're cool with me going to the, the to the bar with my friends, right?" <laughs> what, 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 you, what do I care? Uh, you got to uh, need my permission to go have fun. Go have fun with your friends. You yeah, know? Uh, he's he's confusing to me sometimes because he's at times a very strong leader, and at times a complete follower. Uh-huh. You know, like when he's out doing his own thing and he's got like andrea or glenn with him he's a very strong leader he he can step into that role but when he's with rick he just kind of says you're gonna lead and i'm gonna do whatever you want 
Um, he feels to me like the superstar on a team. He's not the manager, but like, mm-hmm. like say you've got a, a team of programmers. He's the unquestioned best programmer mm. that everybody goes to. And so when he is in on the when he's doing his thing, and like you're looking over his shoulder, at no point would you think to be like, "Let me take the keyboard from you," uh-huh. or you're just like there to like, well, okay, watch and learn. But he's not going to set initiatives and agendas and call meetings and things like that. Doesn't isn't what he wants to do. Dan Daryl is just fucking proficient. Yeah, but I, sometimes I feel like he should step in and say, "But he's Rick, not. You're That's doing... not who he is." I, yeah, and I get that. I just ah, it's hard and he for me also to stomach knows that, that <laughs> if Rick fucks up too bad, he can just jet. Sure, you know? yeah, he could leave at any moment. Arguably, be better off on his own, as he said many times. Definitely. Um. Oh, you know, the other thing I'm wondering is with his interrogation of Randall, mm-hmm. he knows that this might be the best group he could fall in with because he would not fit in with that vigilante group that, no. that Randall is with. I mean, he could he he couldn't stomach it. No, no, no. And he'd probably end up being murdered or he'd just leave. I'm sure or something like that. And then, yeah. so, and, and I think he really kind of doesn't want to be alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly he missed his brother when he left. You know. Yeah, I mean, getting out of getting getting, but getting free from Merle, seeing this thing with Shane and how bad that's going, and then this other group. I think it might have, you know, even more than Carol taking a shit, uh, made him feel like, wow, I really need to. I, I'm lucky to have what I've got here. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, so then Shane comes up and he's talking to Rick. Uh, about the gun and Carl. And he says that freeing the prisoner is more important to him than Carl. Uh, that's a fact. Which is, yes, an obvious fact. Because Rick wasn't going to deal with it. And Rick, Rick was just going to leave. Beta Rick was in full effect here. He's like, ah, this is my call. I made this call. This call was mine. I'm writing Rick Grimes on this call. But then he realizes, oh, yeah, Shane's right as usual. And I need to go talk to my kid. But this didn't you think that was a little much? You know, any leader has to beat his chest and say, this is my call, is not that much of a leader. Yeah, and they're, it seems like they're hammering that point home over the last few episodes that Rick is not a good leader, and he's trying to become one, but he's just not doing it right. He need to set us up for some kind of epic event that's going to... I thought that was... God damn it. Uh, yes, I thought that, I thought was, that was an episode ago. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, they've done this like... I keep on thinking, well, maybe they're setting us up for an epic event where there'll be this watershed moment and our opinion will change. But that's happened twice now. Yeah. And we're still back to Beta Rick. So that's that's one of the big problems I have with these characters on the show is that no one – none of these changes seem to stick. Well, I have been reading more of the comic live late, and I think that maybe some of this is in much longer arcs. But Rick kind of loses mm-hmm. his mind and 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 comes back and forth and changes his opinion of oh, comic spoilers. No, not really. Just thematics with the like. This is a thing with yeah. Rick, but that needs to happen over the course of you know one season and then another. He's and and, and for good reasons. This whole back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between episodes yeah. Yeah. is thematically it's true, but it's just not working mechanically for me. Yeah, that's what's killing me. It just. Everybody changes their mind all the time, and I can't ever tell what they're going to do next because of that. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, so Andrea is then trying to start the RV, but it won't start. Uh, so Glenn comes up, tries to fix it, and they 
they get it working and they talk about Dale. Uh, did this scene work for you? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty good. I didn't feel anything. Well, I liked that. We know that Daryl taught, or I'm sorry, Dale taught Carl. No, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn Carl Jr. Glenn Jr. <laughs> too many characters. Dale Jr. In the show. taught Glenn Jr. Uh, Dale taught Glenn how to fix the RV. Uh-huh. At least the radiator hose. We know that much. Uh-huh. Apparently, taught him about uh, corrosive contact points. The difference as well. between and, and the difference between Phillips and flathead screwdrivers. Uh huh. Yeah, we definitely saw that homage there. But it's, what's interesting is he taught Andrea to use the the Phillips screwdriver, and he taught Glenn oh, how to use the flathead. It's like he knew that they were, <laughs> they were two, two different, different people, and they needed the two different screwdrivers in life. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a horrible scene. Uh, yeah, so I was shocked that it wasn't the radiator hose, honestly. Uh-huh. Uh, but I I don't know. It's hard for me to tell what Andrea's feeling, but Glenn is definitely affected by <laughs> Dale's death. The other thing I thought was it would been hilarious if the RV ran like a top, like a machine, like a oh, sewing machine. <laughs> and they're like, dead. and T-Dog's like, yeah, man, he's been fake fixing this shit for the whole season. <laughs> He just time. runs like a like a sewing machine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> awesome. Uh, do you have anything else about that scene? No, I think we right. we've extracted all the juice from it. We have. So then uh, the group tries to fortify the house as uh, Rick tells Carl that Dale's death wasn't his fault and that everyone's going to die eventually. Pretty pretty bleak uh, message to deliver to the kid, but it's kind of what he needed to hear. You know, um, not your fault. Things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen to a lot of people in this world. Now, Carl, I want you to run off and tell Carl, Carol everything I said. <laughs> That's how he ended it. Yeah. Uh, and if you tell her there's no Santa Claus, too, that'd be Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like that scene. I thought – I give Andrew Lincoln a lot of shit for his accent, but mm-hmm. he's kind of one of the best things about the show. Uh, sure. Accent aside, he's very effective um, mm-hmm. in – in showing emotion and like when he's getting this, like just Carl, I'm, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I've said that to my son a few times, like just daddy's tired. You need to stop yeah. making so much noise and take this gun. Yeah. And take <laughs> this gun and shoot someone with it. Um, or me, but yeah, I, I thought, uh, he's very effective in the scenes and I really like seeing him interact with Carl. Um, two of mm. the best scenes in this whole season has been this one. And when, uh, Rick gave the hat to Carl. Yeah, yeah. After he'd woke up from that coma, I, and and uh, also, yeah, a lot of the stuff he does is really affected Carl, like him running across the field with mm-hmm. Carl in his body. I mean, that's stuff that this show doesn't emotionally touch me very often, but it's usually when it does, it's in context with him dealing with his son. Yeah, yeah. I can certainly get behind the the idea that uh, Andrew Lincoln is a good actor, no mm-hmm. doubt. Uh, I wish that this wasn't set in the South, so. The- <laughs> Although could, uh, his, his whispering stuff, it does seem to d- mitigate a lot of that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, uh, you know, your mom said that you were up here in his loft. I mean, that it's a lot better than his normal then, range. Yeah. Yeah. The end of this where he's shouting, uh, you did this. Yes. <laughs> Not my. <laughs> Not my. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on. There's actually a commercial here, which was a little bit weird for Mad Men. Oh, uh, it's awesome. A lot of people offended by it. Uh, I think it was weird. It's got the announcer from the, the, Walking the Dead voiceover promo. guy from the Walking Dead promo mm-hmm. over a Mad Men commercial that is very unlike Mad Men, in my opinion. 
the, the the structure of that commercial did not feel like Mad Men to me. They were trying to make it all like happy go lucky and like these weird like oh watch these guys dance around and be stupid. It should have been thirty seconds of John Hamm crying ugly. Um, what it should have been to give an accurate depiction of that show is 30 seconds of John Hamm sitting behind a desk drinking scotch. Yeah. Because anybody who th- who is craving zombies eating brains is not going to like Mad Men. Here's the thing. Mad Men fans can like The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And I count myself in that category. Yeah, me too. I don't think pure Walking Dead fans are going to like Mad Men. It's an entirely There's, different show. Because there are elements, and that, I guess that's one of the problems, and if, if, if you have problems with the cast, that's where I'm coming from. I'm looking for the Mad Men and the Breaking Bad mm-hmm. in The Walking Dead. Yeah. And I find some of it, just enough that where I was like, just God enough. damn it, if they, could, if they could turn that up a little bit, I would be so so happy. Mm-hmm. You are not going to find any of The Walking Dead in Mad Men. No, this is not a two-way street. Uh, if you think you might be interested in it, uh, Google uh, the Kodak Carousel Mad Men. Carousel. If, if you Google that, mm-hmm. they show that. That's, I think, the... That is what Mad Men's all about. That scene. You know what I'm talking about? No. The, 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 been the a pitch. Long time. The pitch. The, the, the carousel pitch? No. Been a long time since I've seen that. Wow. Years, man. Wow. Years. I don't trust you to do Mad Men podcast with me, frankly. I need to find a new co host. <laughs> this I'll is re- turning into an audition, everyone. <laughs> Send me your tapes. Oh, shit. Send me your tapes. I don't know. It just didn't feel like Mad Men to me. It felt like they were trying. Well, to of course distort, they are. To distort Mad Men, but then people aren't going to like Mad it. Men gets 3 million viewers, this thing mm. pulls down 10. They want to snag those They're others. misleading people is the problem. True, yeah. People will get in there and say, this is not what I signed up for, I'm out. But if you like if if you like stuff if you like stuff aside from the zombies if you if you're interested in the character development and all that yeah then, if you like deep but the uh, other thing is boys start catching up now because you go into season five of oh. Mad Men it's game over you are going to be mm-hmm. lost ball in tall weeds definitely uh, so let's move back into The Walking Dead how about that yes uh, Shane goes to see Randall in the barn but doesn't shoot him there's a Clark, there's a whole flock of walkers following us back I don't know. <laughs> Did you not notice them? They were like 50 I, I feet away. No. They could have been right behind me. I didn't hear them. Uh, <laughs> instead, uh, instead of shooting Randall, he takes him into the woods and gets the location of his camp and then kills him. Yep. Uh, not not bad. Not a bad display from Shane here. If he wasn't psychotic, uh, it might have been really good. He got the location of the camp, something that Daryl couldn't do throughout an entire beating. All Shane had to do was smack him once. Yeah, Randall's not so bright. He's very mm-hmm. resilient to torture, but not too bright. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the editing and acting uh, in this scene with Shane? Because he did a lot of uh, almost uh, apocalypse now hmm. kind of yeah. madness in the sh- tool shed. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, you're talking when he's in the, the shed there, uh-huh. in the barn. Uh, yeah, I Shane's really lost it at this point. Like, mm-hmm. Laurie's driven him over the edge, he's smacking himself in the head, he's... Acting like an animal, almost. Well, I almost feel like this guy, he knows this is a crazy plan, Mm -hmm. and it's probably not going to work, but he is now desperate to save Lori and Carl? That he's going to do it anyway? He's going to do this crazy thing anyway? Uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, now that she's apologized and... He's kind of thinks she's back on board with him again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what those those knowing looks have been about leading up to her apologizing. Of course, it's going to mess with him. 
So I thought that uh, was pretty well done. Mm-hmm. And again, that's one I want to miss with Shane is he's very interesting to watch. D- definitely, and and he's driving the action mm-hmm. of this uh, of this season. Hmm. I don't know what they're going to do now that he's not around. I never thought of it that way, but you're right. Dale's not there to stir shit in the group. Shane's not there to stir shit in the group. It's all going to fall on Lori. And while she's a master at stirring shit, I, it's not going to be interesting shit. Uh, I don't know. There's They've got... The characters are now, for better or worse, fairly well-defined, except for T-Dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a lot of stuff that can happen when you bring in new characters in a new season to play Certainly. off yeah. and, and see everyone's reaction. Because But that's the thing. They have to bring in new characters now. Well, they're going to. They're going to. Spoiler and, alert. <laughs> Uh, I think that's going We're to happen. We're supposed to act like we don't know anything no, about No, I don't gonna know happen. who they're going to bring. <laughs> I have no idea of the casting and that stuff. I just know that if they're going to bring in new characters, it's not going to be these guys forever and mm. ever. If nothing else, they've got this they've got this vigilante group that's only five miles away to deal with. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Which, seeing the interplay of these people is going to be interesting because uh, I'm, I, I can't wait to see with like this blend of Alpha Beta Rick because I yeah. feel like that's Dale's death has for better or worse fused those two together mm-hmm. that he's got the human human sensibilities of dale that's been you know fused onto the alpha rick that's going to kill shane mm-hmm. like they're the same they're now that's going to keep that you know kind of tension shane and dale live inside him now yeah and it's that's kind of going to be interesting to see how that that uh, plays out. Definitely. Uh, so then T Dog discovers that Randall is gone. Very short scene there. Oh hell no! Uh, <laughs> and then Shane. Uh, is, is there a person on the staff? I asked this on Facebook. Is there a person on the staff that has a shred of racial or gender sensitivity? I don't think so. No. T Dog has it's not really had difficult. a line in season two point five that mm. I'm aware of. That's longer than a line. If he's had any, mm-hmm. I don't think he's had a single damn he's, line. He's he's kicked a zombie's head in. That's the only thing I can remember him doing. And yes. his first line, well, I guess second line is "Oh hell no," <laughs> not oh not oh hell no. It's all hell nah. It's right. like really, really. That's the line you're going to give him. I mean, this is some bullshit would have probably also <laughs> yeah, been sure. acceptable. I mean, why Why not, you know? I don't get it. I don't get it. How can they be writing this stuff and not see what they're doing with gender issues and race issues here? Yeah. And I did think, like, back in season 2.0, they had that interesting thing where T-Dog was sitting there talking to Dale Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. yeah, hey, you know, we're I'm with this group of crackers, sheriff, redneck, mm-hmm. who knows what, and a guy is driving around with a fucking SS painted on his gas tank, yeah. and you know, I've got a, you know, do you think they're going to give me antibiotics or all? That? I mean, interesting, legitimate, uncomfortable things to talk about, mm-hmm. and now we're doing this with them. But they're big fans of T Dog. So. Oh yeah, huge fans. Whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, so then Shane took Randall out in the woods. He convinced him he wants to join his group. Wait, did I talk about this? Yeah, I did. Yes. Uh, Shane heads back just as the group finds Randall missing. Uh, he tells them that Randall attacked him and took his gun, and they all go after him. Mm-hmm. Or Daryl, Shane, Rick, and Glenn do. And anyway. Daryl instantly is not buying the shit because... Yeah. Uh, and kudos to the writers for setting this up. They show him nailing the 
loosened. So he's like, mm-hmm. now how did you get free? And this guy jumped. This guy weighed 150 pounds. He jumped you how? Yeah. And, and the the lock was still on the front barn door. So right. So there's, there's literally, literally no way that guy could have gotten out. Yeah. And Shane, when he's like through the rafters, uh, Daryl knows there's no way. Yeah. So I thought that was really good. In fact, Daryl, he ain't afraid of Shane. Mm-hmm. So Shane, Shane should have dug a tunnel underneath the door. <laughs> Back up his plan a little Hogan's better. Hogan's hero style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come up. I know <laughs> nothing. So then everyone wants, uh, everyone waits for them at the farm uh, as they continue to search. And Rick is just suspicious of Shane's story, uh, which is kind of, we can talk about the whole woods thing yeah, now. as one thing. Yeah. Uh, basically, they find, Daryl and Glenn find zombified Randall. They kill him. And Daryl will punch, punch a fucking zombie right in the face. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't give a fuck. Nope. No problem. Uh, risk cuts, all sorts of horrible things yeah. happening. Yeah. Uh, Rick is, of course, suspicious again. Uh, and Daryl discovers that Randall died from the broken neck. Mm-hmm. I, I thought there was some nice, there was some nice moments of writing between Rick and Shane. Actually, I thought that whole scene is fairly fantastic. Yeah. Um, especially when Rick's, you know, leading around is like, does this way feel right? Mm-hmm. And, Shane, they get, has a nice dual meaning. Yeah. And uh, then uh, Rick starts unraveling the lies. But, uh, so, what, okay, what do you think about it? Because, like I said, I think the, the writing and the scene between Rick and Shane was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like the stuff. I like that Daryl is really back at his roots here, you know? He's tracking people mm-hmm. through the woods. He's using his skills that he picked up before all this happened. Did you, have uh, a, did you have a problem with the zombie with a broken neck walking around? I did. It didn't seem like he had a broken neck when he was walking around. Well, not only that, but if your spinal cord is severed... Well, uh, yeah, it's... To me, that's that's, that's about as logical as if, if a zombie's head was cut off mm-hmm. and his body's still moving around. Yeah. that that To me, that they haven't shown that, so it's like... I don't is, know the science behind breaking somebody's neck... I don't like. Either. Do you have to sever the spinal cord? Is that what that is that what the purpose of breaking someone's neck is? I thought that's the whole. Is that deal? the only yeah. way to kill somebody by breaking their neck? If your if your neck is just fractured, you're going. You're fine. Well, I was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Randall certainly didn't try to get up and run around after Shane snapped his neck, right? Right. Uh, until he zombified. Right. So break, breaking one's neck is 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 fatal, especially I guess at a high level because it even severs like connection to the, the brain stem, so your heart can't, yeah, you know, your lungs can't breathe and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can't, can't move your body at all. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think that that's because we know that it's a virus. It's not some supernatural thing that causes zombification. Like, I think Shane could have slit his throat and have been just as cool, and I wouldn't have mm-hmm. a question about it. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, they're going to play us for fools again. Uh, and the other thing is, or they could have snapped his neck, and it would have been very cool to see him just lying on the ground, like, <laughs> trying to snap but not able to move his body. That would have been also yeah. cool. Yeah, it would have been. There's and a lot of things that they could have done differently, and I'm surprised they went the way they did. Out of the dozen writers they have in the writer's pen, nobody said, oh, broken neck, zombie? Mm. Yeah. See, here's my opinion, and we'll we'll talk about this a little more when we get to the final scene, but I think they do not give a shit if anything makes sense. They just want to do what they want to do on this show. Like, Carl coming out True. makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, 
the screen, Shane the knife. shooting Rick where he like trying to shoot Rick where he was gonna shoot him makes no sense. Yeah, so because they made it pretty clear that they went all the way through the woods and were yeah. looping the way back, so he was going to shoot Rick. Let's with, talk about this scene. He's going to shoot Rick with yeah. an eye shot within viewing yeah. distance of the house. Yeah, yeah. They show where they are and they're very close to the house within uh, binocular distance, certainly. Everyone's going to hear that shot. Uh huh. They're going to come out. They're going to see Rick's dead body there. What do you think? Rick questions it. What if you come back without me? What are you going to tell these guys? Yeah, and if they had gone back in the direction of Randall's body, fine, mm-hmm. that would have worked. But I again, just like in the highway scene where there was no zombies, and all of a sudden there's zombies everywhere. Yeah, it feels like well, this is what we need to happen. So so make it happen. And we could have staged it. There's a many different ways we could have staged it. But they just didn't care. And I can I can hear the writers in the writing room saying, but. But, but, and everybody just shutting him down. Or they're like, nobody's going to notice that or care. And that's shocking to me if, if they're thinking that way, because I really feel like they are treating me like I'm an idiot on this show. Yeah. They, they could have done exactly the same thing and changed two or three things and had it been much more believable. Yeah. Especially with this Carl thing. You're telling me that Carl is in a house with ten people, himself included. Okay, so there are eight people besides him and his mom. Mm-hmm. His mom, okay, she's a fucking idiot. She's not going to keep track of her kid. Fine. No, that's not true. I mean, she's, she's well, yes, that's exactly that's how That's a pattern it's, it's, that we've seen over and over again. But this is a woman that's like, you know, I, oh. Glenn, Glenn is staying downstairs. Uh-huh. He's, they're boarding up the windows. Rick... And and Daryl and Shane are all out there looking for Randall, who's got a gun, mm-hmm. who is a violent person, mm-hmm. desperate to do anything, to slip his cuffs to get Not away. Not to mention the walkers that are roaming around at night and you don't know uh-huh. about. Uh-huh. And there are eight people in this house. Ten, Three. Right? Well, eight other people besides oh. him and his mom. Yes, okay. Eight people. Glenn's downstairs. T-Dog is downstairs. Herschel's on the fucking couch. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that this kid gets out of that house? Like, even if Lori wasn't I'm not a fucking attention. idiot. That kid is going nowhere. Right. Even if it's not Lori that tells him. It's going to be Andrea. It's going to be Carol. Well, it's going to be something. somebody. I've got a party. Mm-hmm. Eight of our best my, our best friends are up here, and for some reason, <laughs> I'm upstairs taking a shit, uh-huh. and Jack just, my son, comes downstairs and like uh, uh, and, and opens up the front door and walks out. No one's going to be like, whoa, buddy, where are you going? Yeah. And we're not in the fucking zombie apocalypse with a, seri- with a murderer running around in the woods outside. Yep. I'm not a fucking idiot. Don't treat me like one. That, and that was... That was entirely so that they could get out there and shoot Shane. Yeah. You sound like, like Jules the there. Do I look like an idiot, Glenn? <laughs> yeah. Mazzara? Do I look like an idiot? What does Jim Jones look like? <laughs> do I look like an idiot? Why'd you try to treat him like one? It, yeah. It's it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> and that's what is so, like, after seeing this the first time, this is one of the main reasons I hated it so much is because I'm tired of them just constantly going over the same territory and treating me like I'm an idiot. And again, they—it's offensive to me, and it's it's weird because we've got a lot of people that really love this episode, and all, there's there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. I'll of, say that again. The uh, the scene between Rick and Shane, everything I wanted it. Yeah. Now let's talk about the, their the, dialogue in it. Like they and the they emotion, have a very good acted, chemistry. They yes. acted the shit out of that scene. Mm-hmm. And John Bernthal, I got to say really good actor when he's yes. in this alpha mode i am genuinely intimidated by this guy yeah like i feel like he could do anything at that point 
Now, let's talk about the end. Mm-hmm. So, Rick stabs Shane. Mm-hmm. Shane dies, and we have the, uh... You did this! Not my! Not my! Not mine. Uh, I can't do an angry Rick. No, it's... It can only be done by angry like, Rick. He kind of has like a little break in his voice. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit uh, Rocky Balboa calling for Adrian. Yeah. Uh, he has Norman Reedus punch him in the windpipe directly before that scene. <laughs> uh, but uh, so then we have this really weird cut of like zombies gnashing on stuff. Yeah. Which if you recall the catch-up cast we did over the, the winter, um, we talked about this when Jim got – not Jim Jones, but Jim on The Walking Dead got sure. turned into a zombie. Yeah, remember him? When he was starting <laughs> to turn, you kept on getting these like rapid cuts of these, the scenes of zombies. And mm-hmm. I'm like, is that what's going on in his head when he's turning? And we're like, well, no, maybe we're he's like, just having... Oh, it's the flashbacks to the guys who busted into the game. But apparently in this show's language, mm-hmm. the scenes of the zombies are... Uh, with the with the violent cuts and the the loud music is the signifying that someone's turning into a zombie. Yeah. What do you think about that convention? Uh, I'm cool with it. I kind of like it. Now that you actually see it. Yeah. Now that I understand that is in fact what they're doing. Uh, that to me is like the the zombies formatting their brain, like formatting the Z drive <laughs> in their brain. You know. Like it. Uh, so he gets up, and Carl confronts uh, Rick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rick starts pleading for his life and Carl shoots Shane. Yeah. If you're going to go through the trouble of, as you say, insulting our intelligence to where Shane, uh, Carl's going to follow them out here, why not have it like in the comic, comic book where Carl gets a drop on Shane and shoots him? Yeah. And, and he – I don't know. I felt like this was kind of effective the second time I saw it because – he has just murdered Shane, who, and Carl sees this. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure Carl sees that, actually. No. Uh, I, no yeah, I don't, I don't I, think he does, and I think it's because of a preview for next episode, but I'm not going to go there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so he murders Shane, a guy who Carl genuinely looks up to, mm-hmm. and he's, for all intents and purposes, had a better relationship with Shane than his father. Uh, through, that's questionable. Through, okay, yeah, but it's certainly... Uh, he definitely has a connection to this guy. Sure, okay. And his father has just murdered him. He sees him dead. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that he does see him kill him. I I kind of feel like the kid is confused, and there's a genuine danger here that he's going to shoot his dad. Uh-huh, like un- yeah. until Until Shane stands up and starts lumbering toward him. Uh-huh. I, so I felt it was effective. I, I was genuinely tense during that scene, thinking, "Oh man, I'm of the opinion Rick. that the comic book, uh, that the, the comic book way where Shane gets shot by by Carl was mm-hmm. way more effective." Now the yeah. I've read a okay. note from Kirkman and Mazzara where they said, "Well, we've had problems with Shane, Rick being indecisive, so we changed it up just to make him have that moment where he's seizing the." leadership role and i'm like no that's your fault if if you are in a position where Mm -hmm. you had to do a less impactful scene so you think carl shooting shane would have been less effective than no 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 no. i I think it's different i don't i think they they both work and i and to me it felt like having carl shoot the zombie shane was sort of a uh it didn't mean much for that kid it meant no. I I don't know. I just think it felt like a weak homage to the comic. 
or like a nod, a wink to the fans. And I, I, judging by most of the fan reaction I saw, they didn't dig it. Like if you're a comic fan. Yeah, and I feel that. Coming from Carl's perspective, you've got to think shooting a live human being who you look up to is more makes more of an impression on you than shooting a zombified guy who's trying to kill your dad. Right, and it sets up the, car, the fact that Carl and Rick have each other's back. Mm-hmm. They're like ride or die for each other. Yeah, so, all right, so I, I coming from that perspective, yeah, I can see the comic book version being more effective. Uh, and apparently this shot is the shot heard around the world, the zombies wake up, uh, <laughs> yeah, a million and a half zombies, apparently they didn't hear the gunshot that Shane fired from the exact same location, but Carl's gunshot, yeah, they hear that, so they're up and about. Mm-hmm. Again, Andrea shot a fucking rifle. Uh, how long ago? They've been doing goddamn well, no, gun shoot target practice on that, the farm. Now, I don't have a problem with it, that because I think that this is the chickens coming home to roost. That these zombies okay. have been around and kind mm-hmm. of maybe even walking and homing in on all the, the bullshit crazy stuff that's been going on here. Mm-hmm. And as like Herschel said, well, now that the swamp's drying up and you know we've had the problem with the fence yeah. being breached it's yeah. like now all this stuff is like it's a good point about the swamp yeah, yeah. and again i i can i you know when i used to do the survival when i had more time in my life and I used to do the survival reviews i kind of wept each week that these people weren't building fortifications and yeah. things like that and now that these all this kind of wasted time is coming home to roost mm-hmm. so yeah yeah, so it's interesting. We'll see what happens with that next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of zombies on the prowl now. Uh, that's it for the episode. Yep. Uh, I'm going to do zombie kill of the week. i got to give that to Carl. Yeah. That's uh, pretty cool. Shoots right past his dad. Kills Shane. Uh, idiot survivor of the week goes to Lori. Congratulations, Lori. Once again, you get idiot survivor of the week. She might get a lifetime achievement award for that. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh-huh. Maybe so. I wonder what she would say. Um, I, I wonder what these people would say if you got them on the air and like asked, you know, if you gave them kind of a hardball questions. Like, so when you see the script for yeah. Lori, what do you think as a woman? How do you mm-hmm. feel about you know being used as a mouthpiece to promote? Uh, bad information about reproductive care. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm a bastard. I don't I know. Wonder... The actors, I feel bad for in a lot of ways because they're in a tough place. You know, you can't. But let's. The other thing is, Walking Dead is one of the top ten TV shows on currently. Yeah. So, you know, they could be in. I'm trying to think. Two and a half men. <laughs> okay. Sure. Hell, John Barenthal had a guest starring appearance like two years ago on How I Met Your Mother. Oh. Hmm. This is way better than that, and they're getting to do way more interesting things Mm -hmm. in a much higher profile. Yeah. So maybe I'm being a little hard on them for... I feel like uh, their answer would probably be something along the lines of the issues need to be brought up and addressed, and I'm the one who's... I'm the the conduit through which that issue is addressed. But, you you know, know? it's interesting because when we talked to um, Taylor Elmore... Mm-hmm. on the justified interview we did and he talks about how involved tim oliphant is with his character and like just i, I want this to yeah. be just right do you think that the actors have that kind of input with the current crew of the walking dead and if so do they just not give a shit and not listen because uh, that is a lot of speculation for me to do i don't know anything that goes on 
with the writing or the no, but it production seems like of this thing. That's something actors would do. It's like, well, I, why you am would I saying to, this? But well, are they given the opportunity? And the other thing, it's hard to tell on a shoot, like mm-hmm. how this isn't going to be stitched together. Also, Timothy Oliphant's a big star. The, these guys were basically nobody. Someone asked me at the beginning, like, why Shane's face was as fucked up as it was, because mm-hmm. it seemed like it was a slight continuity error that it was. Last week more healed than it was this week. And it's interesting because I said last week that I thought the sequence of these things were slightly out of order. That I thought yeah. that it made it would make more sense if they had the trial of Randall, try and execute him and fail, and then have the episode where they go to the public Department of Public Works and try to abandon him and have that shit go bad and then go into this week's episode where they mm-hmm. deal with the aftermath of that. And I wonder if that's what the original shooting order was, and then for some reason they decide to reorder it and do a couple of, of reshoots. Because in my opinion, a couple of feedback I got, uh, Shane's face looked there. People said, what the hell happened to Shane's face mm-hmm. at the beginning of this episode? Because he had this big red welt on it, yeah. which I don't think was there last week, or it looked like it was more healed. Yeah, I, I don't remember noticing it as much last week. I certainly noticed it this week, though. Anyway, so uh, you have anything else to talk about? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, should we go to feedback? feedback? Yeah. And it's all over the map. <laughs> I bet it is. So let's talk about it. Michael M. says, this episode was a zero for me. I think it pretty much insulted Ooh. viewer intelligence left and right. Yep, yep. It had a good final 30 seconds, but that's about it. I'm afraid the show is starting to jump the shark for me, and it's too bad. I hope there's a twist I'm not expecting to bring me back in, but I'm not sure what it could be. Rick is a terrible leader, indecisive, with bad instincts. I don't know where they could go. Where we could count on him to lead them. It won't be Daryl or Glenn and T-Dog. Don't make me laugh. Carl's actually the best candidate at this point. (laughs) Uh, They for damn sure can't contain him or stop him. Uh, I'm not sure how they've managed to let that happen. Even the preview for the finale emphasizes Rick's bumbling incompetence. Sheesh. Huh. Uh, Yeah, very good points. I'm curious to see the uh, promo in the spoiler section when Mm. we review it to see if... uh, Because I don't remember that, but... Yeah, hard to argue with that. That's pretty much our take, so let's move yeah. on to the next. Right. Uh, Mike from NC says, hey, guys, love the podcast. It's great. Shane's finally dead, but I'm a little sadder than I predicted. But I knew it was destined to be. A lot of new changes, but ready to get off the farm and into the location that we will not mention because it's a spoiler. Now Rick can grow, and we can see what Daryl can really do as his new right-hand man. Uh, mm-hmm. He thinks Merle is going to be the new handless man instead of Rick. And hopefully show up with the character who we are not going to mention because it's a spoiler and causes stress between the groups. They also seem like they are set up Andrew to be the new voice of humanity since Dale died. Uh, also, they played the cold open music before the credits this time. Oh. Hmm. Um, I think that that's a point that I kind of touched on. That Yes, Andrea seems to have had a personality reboot because of the death of Dale. Yeah. Which... Yeah. That is a believable reason for you to change you uh, have a change of heart, and especially since they hinted again. That's why last season, last episode is pretty effective. They gave this hint that she was in the comics. I think they mentioned she's a law clerk. They ran to that, upgraded her to a full blown civil rights attorney. Mm. You rebooted her back to her previous personality inclination. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, a bit. so I dig that. Uh, Wasted Kitten writes in, uh, what up, guys? Just want to comment on this. Anyone feel like Lori was stabbing Rick in the back with that talk with Shane? Like it seemed like she was trying to pit them together to see who the winner would be. I thought that was an absolute bitch move on her part. Also, I noticed Rick's accent slipping in and out. Uh, I agree with all those things. 
And I notice like when he starts whispering or gets that little throaty rasp, uh, that's that's when he like is not feeling the accent and he just wants to pretty much give a yeah generic Americanized British accent and get away with it. I, I feel like he's got a, a couple meters in his head. One is accent and one is acting, like emoting. Yeah, uh, and that you can't have both at full throttle. Uh-huh. <laughs> it one suffers because of the other. Uh, David W says, OMG, I haven't been this pissed at a show since that damn Fern Gully magical non-answer lost finale. The bad <laughs> Lori's the dumbest human being alive ever telling Shane. She didn't know whose kid it was a week or two after all, but telling Ricky should kill him. And a day or two after they'd obviously had a fight over the other Jesus H Christ looks like almost certainly what Jenner told Rick will be that everyone is infected, uh, already now. Yeah. Which is lame. Maybe in a fit of good writer, some of the other characters will be super pissed he hid this from them. But I doubt it. Good point. We haven't talked about that. Hmm. Rick has, I think, portrayed kind of surprise at the growing revelation that you know maybe people don't have to be infected by a zombie to die and raise as one. Mm-hmm. If Jen, if that's what Jenner told him, it's going to. Well, I mean, obviously, they can just roll over it and have us accept it, Oh, right? they will. You think that's what's going to happen? Guaranteed. Either that or Rick's going to continue to play dumb and Daryl's going to spot it. Say, uh-uh. Hmm. I don't believe you. He knew you. about this. Yeah. How would they, I mean, at this point, why would he even come clean? The secret's out, so why would he go, oh, yeah, I kind of knew about this the whole time. Yeah, I mean, the, the only way I see him mentioning it is if he gets caught not acting uh, confused enough. Like, I don't get it. Bullshit. Pussing, uh, the pussing out of Carl actually shooting Shane to save his dad, at least the way it was cut, it looked like Carl even raised his gun at his, his dad before zombie Shane was moving. And yes, yeah, it yeah, was did. cut that way. And which, I think for a reason. So you think that Carl originally was pointing the gun at his old man? I think so, yeah. Hmm. That's why I, I said I thought he saw him kill him. I don't like that, but... I have a hard time saying why or articulating a, a case against it. Yeah. Uh, and will somebody please fucking keep an eye on a 12-year-old kid in a zombie apocalypse with an armed hostile is wondering about? Although Lori had probably self-imposed kitchen duties. <laughs> yeah, them cucumbers aren't going to slice themselves. Yeah, that's true. Those, those dishes aren't going to do themselves. Uh, continuing with David W.'s thoughts, Rick realized what Shane was doing but still went along with it and even holstered his gun for Shane to shoot him. Yeah, I mean... Again, it was a great lit written show or a great written scene, and that was Rick's like final chance. Mm. And he was risking his life. Which this see that doesn't this doesn't make sense, man. If you really think that Shane's a threat yeah. and that he's going to do this to your wife and child, why I'm telling you, man, he's a terrible, terrible leader. I don't know. Shane points it out in that scene. He's a horrible leader. Obviously he'll holster the gun. Just so he could completely lull Shane into thinking he's got the upper hand so he could sneak up and knife him. Mm-hmm. Because – let me play devil's advocate here for a minute. Rick has seen Shane shoot. Sure. Shane was the weapons instructor. He's not going to miss. In the county apparently. Mm-hmm. He's probably can outdraw and outshoot Rick and Rick's mm-hmm. no slouch himself. Sure. So maybe Rick thought his only hope – was to get Shane confused, sneak up, and knife him. Because if he just tried to pull the gun, he was going to get Rayland. Yeah. And Shane was purposefully staying behind Rick as well. Mm-hmm. He was staying a good distance behind him. 
yeah. uh, on their journey back. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, the rate at which people turn into zombies is increasing at an astounding rate. We went from Andrea's sister taking mm-hmm. almost a day to Shane taking about a minute. Although maybe if you die by, oh wait, I'm not going to think about something that will never be explained. And then he says, what? Which I don't, I don't get that. Is that a Breaking Bad uh, reference? No, it's a Lost reference. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> right. I forgot. I blocked that from my memory. Yeah. Uh, the good, the late Shane actually expresses how dumb Lori is to Rick. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, what do you say? Your woman's broken and your son's weak? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whew. Glenn getting his zombie killing mojo back. Hopefully built his confidence up enough to get us another side tit scene. <laughs> 13 <laughs> year olds of the world rejoice. Uh, hey, man, uh, 35 years here, I would, would not mind seeing more of that. She is a fine looking lady. Uh, the spoiler guy knows his shit, apparently. Yes, he does. He Wow, yeah. He has basically called 2.5 this whole... For, from from the beginning of I, 2.5. I think it's... Our uh, masked spoiler man. And a lot of... I, I tell you, a lot of, like... It's become fairly common knowledge for the heavy-duty spoilers to break the day or two after the 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 this week's episode is released. Mm-hmm. But this... Our source had it... The this scene, yeah, from I saw before, a screenshot, yeah, from before the first episode of the season two point five, yeah. So yeah, he's that's and that's he did the same thing with Sophia. So he's mm-hmm. got my complete full faith and credit at this point. Yep. Uh, next week's looks badass. Going to be hard to fit in time for Carl to wander around and long kitchen rants with that many zombies closing in. But I could be proven wrong. Uh, Brian K W from Long Island, another great episode. So we have a voice of dissent wow. here. Okay. A few things. I think they stole the opening sequence from Office Space, uh, referring to the, the scene where they destroy the printer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually, when we were watching that, I said, I want to make a, a YouTube clip of that where, uh, and we cut the, the die motherfucker, die motherfucker yeah. music to the background of it. Uh, Shane got his due, but it was a strange scene. You would have thought that they were walking around for hours out in the middle of nowhere. It turns out they're right by the farm. Strange. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, they were on their way back, um, but it's a bad place to do that. Yes, if T Bone doesn't get any real T Bone <laughs> doesn't get any real line soon, I'm calling the NCAA and Al Sharpton. Uh, yeah, where the <laughs> hell is Al and Jesse on this one? They're probably not watching The Walking Dead. They should be because there is some bullshit happening. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, the group is hopeless without Dale. They should just form a suicide pack and end the show. Uh, zombie kill of the week should be Carl's. It wasn't very graphic, but it was a big step. So, mm-hmm. yeah, complete agreement with you on there, Jim. Sweet. Brian H., the plain Nazi. Do you remember him? Uh, plain Nazi. Yeah, the one that, uh, the guy that lost his shit on me when I said there was two 727s collided and he, like, <laughs> set me straight. Yeah, from our Breaking, from Breaking Bad podcast. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good to see you again, Brian. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Overall, I really liked this episode. The cinematography was unbelievable, especially the floating headshot mm-hmm. of Shane, where he was staring at Randall in the shed and the wide establishment shot when Rick and Shane had their final showdown under the moonlight. Yeah. Ooh, that was a good scene. That was a really good shot. I actually put the notes that the cinematography on that was great. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the on-location shooting paid off. And that was a that was a no-shit night scene. Like I feel like that was mm-hmm. a... Sh- I would like. That's another thing. When I'm grilling Glenn Mazzara, is like, uh, did you shoot that underneath a real full moon? Yeah, because that's hard to fake that kind of moonlight. Where was I? Uh, he goes. It was possibly my favorite shot of the entire series, although not as iconic as some shots. But it was so pictur- picturesque. I don't think I'll ever forget it. 
Uh, I've been waiting for that scene to happen since you guys read those spoilers way back when. It was exactly how I imagined it. The zombie apocalypse took a major new twist now that we know everyone who dies in this world reanimates. It's going to make for a much more interesting interaction between our survivors and as they inevitably meet up with our uh, Randall's group uh, or of, of other survivors or other survivors. Oh, and holy shit, that's a fuckload of walkers swarming the farm. <laughs> it looks like Lori's going to bitch face on Rick in the season finale. Boy, is she a horrible character. Just glad I have Winona and Ava on Justified to remind me of that all television doesn't think women are this stupid. No shit. Uh, by the way, this guy opened up with, overall, I really like this episode. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> proceeds to rip at a new asshole. Uh, I also have, love that Herschel has donned his big boy pants and is not fucking around anymore. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite scenes from the comic is when Herschel freaks out on Rick and threatens to kill him. Then we see Carl in one panel raising his gun to take a drop on Herschel. We all know this. He doesn't, but it was still a high-tension moment. Especially, yeah, because of what happened with Shane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I can't wait for next week. And one more thing, Aaron. Sorry about Peyton. Good luck with luck. Um, all right. This keeps coming up. I will talk about sports. Here's all how right. I feel about Peyton Manning. I'll be back. <laughs> I feel like the dude whose girlfriend broke up with him, and I can't help but stalk her on Facebook because, goddamn, like I keep on hearing about all the new teams he's going to and all the opportunities he's have, and all I'm left with this gawky looking. You know, 22-year-old who, hell, might pull an Eli on us and refuse to be traded since we basically fire-sold every quality team member that we have on this goddamn team. So I am like Glenn three episodes ago. I am a man that's progressively shitting his pants as I'm watching the ESPN ticker feed and thinking that it's going to be a few – it's been, you know, a a nice decade run – and it's coming to a close. I'm sad about it. So I thank you for your sensitivity there, Brian. And we'll now return you to your regularly scheduled uh, discussion of Walking Dead. Eddie says, Lori should be fed to the walkers or at least uh, given them to use as toothpicks because she is worse for the group than the walkers would be. After the group gets slapped in the face with Dale's death, they seem to finally start getting their shit together. Shane was, of course, still being the asshole bully that he was all through high school, but he seemed to be spanked into place by Rick. That is, until Lori stirs him up by telling him how wonderful he is and how great the sex was. And what in the way does that Yeah, I don't think she said that. Welcome back, Jim, by the way. No problem. Um, Shane is just enough of an asshole to know, to know, quote-unquote, know that she really wants him no matter what she says around Rick. Uh, and why the hell can't she keep track of her kid? Either Carl's a mutant who can walk through walls or Lori's a shitty mother. There's no other explanation for a child out in the middle of the field in the dark at the edge of a zombie-filled woods. Yep. Uh, yeah, I speculated that he – Frodo gave him the one ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people on Reddit were wondering if Harry Potter had loaned him the cloak of invisibility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, having the powers of Kitty Pride is another reasonable explanation mm-hmm. <laughs> for for what we're seeing here. Yep. Uh, the explanation for Shane and Randall turning into a walker after they killed a simple. Okay, so this is interesting. All right. And one of the reasons I read this email. He's going to try to play contrarian because we're all saying everyone's infected. The well walker that broke in half and dumped its guts back into the well has contaminated the entire water table. Now all the wells on the hmm. property are contaminated and the group has been drinking the water as wells giving it to Randall, slowly ingesting the pathogen that created the walkers. This easily explains how they could be carrying a small amount of the pathogen but not turning into walkers until their body's immune system cease functioning after death. Just a thought. What do you think? Uh, I like it. I have, another, I have another fuel for the fire. Okay. 
We saw Shane unsafely handle a zombie-contaminated blade just two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And Randall, too, went a little overboard in killing that one zombie got blood all over him. Mm-hmm. Arguably, these people have been contaminated by direct contact with zombie fluids. Yeah. So, so yeah, if it's not if it's not enough yeah. to actually, like, give it full hold over him. Now, I don't buy this theory, Eddie. I think it's a solid one. I don't think that's what's going to ha- happen just because of what's, you know, I, I, I feel like they're definitely pushing us down this path of everyone's affected, but, mm-hmm. um, that is still enough to, you know, keep us a little bit in doubt. Um, great job on the cast guys. I listen to this in justified cast, which is the best show on TV. In my opinion, it's really good. It's really good. This really good. See in season two and three reminds me a lot of season three and four of breaking bad, where mm-hmm. it went from being a good, a great show to like all time top yeah. five pantheon level. Definitely. Uh, and uh, he also appraises the uh, sound of our cast as being very good. And as a touring front ha- of house sound engineer, I know. Keep up the good work. Oh, well, thank, thank you. Thank you. We feel very good about that because yeah. we've spent a, a lot of time and in, in, in know-how trying to get this right. So mm-hmm. if you listen to any of our very early Blue Yonder cast, <laughs> not always been the case. No, pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Uh uh, our bald move poet laureate, Tom G, writes us and says, Guys, pull up a chair, boys and girls, and let Uncle Tom tell you how TV used to be. This is a formula that was applied to crime drama from 2.7 million times in, or about 2.7 million times in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. First, the, the quote unquote bad guy got the drop on the quote unquote good guy and holds him at gunpoint. Then the double finger quote good guy engaged the double finger quote bad guy in a long winded conversation, and then mm-hmm. the good guy prevailed by pouncing at the exact right moment to disarm the bad guy. Hmm. Usually, this involves the good guy lunging at or karate chopping the wrist of the bad guy. <laughs> On the highest quality dramas, there would inevitably be a catchphrase: "Book 'em, who loves you, baby," etc. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, week in, week out, Mannix, Cannon, yep. Barnaby Jones, and Kojak would get the bad guys. But it's never been done in a zombie apocalypse until now. <laughs> there were 700,000 ways this could have been better. Mm-hmm. Rick shoots Shane cold-blooded. Stand over him and say, you are right, Shane, it is a new world. Shane draws on Rick from behind. Crack of stick, both look stage left to see a deer. Rick sees Shane, draws and kills him. Carl kills Shane comic book style as Shane draws down on Rick. Speaking of Carl, how the hell did he get out of that house? Overall, solid, just a little formulaic at the end for me. Solid points. I agree wholeheartedly. Solid points there, Tom. Uh, Fracken Toaster, who has decided to come out from underneath the pseudonym as Brian from Boston. Oh. uh, Decided he gave uh, the BSG reference Mm -hmm. enough rep. Uh that's an awkward transition. I apologize. <laughs> Good episode. Rick's indecision on the Randall matter makes Lori sympathize with Shane, and she picks the worst possible time to show Shane a little humanity. Yes. Yes, she does. And I don't... Uh, I want to talk about this here for a minute. Okay. Her speech to him at the windmill plays directly into his delusion that he owns her and Carl, which leads him to hatch his plan and what a half-assed plan it was. Daryl called bullshit right away. Rick didn't seem to believe a word of it either. And aside from that, the opening sequence and the juxtaposition of the zombie ass-whooping and Dale's funeral, it was honestly moving. But really, I'm calling the writers out. Give T-Dog something to do or kill him. You're taking the token black guy thing way too far. No kidding. Rick sends him back to the house this episode. 
that's like, uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not even going to go down uh, there. I'm not going any farther than that, but it's wow, that's fucked. Um, it. I understand a lot of why Lori couldn't do this, but you got to think that if she handled her and Rick both had handled Shane just a little bit better, mm-hmm. like you know, yeah, that's the problem I have with Rick's leadership. He doesn't know how to handle Shane, his kid, his wife, nothing. But, but yeah, I mean, this whole I and I know she thought that Shane lied to her about Rick, which doesn't make sense if you if you know somebody. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think she outs herself here as not actually believing that, believing that he uh, yeah. did what he needed to do. She yeah. says as much at the beginning. If she'd have done this the whole time, I think Shane could have like accepted all this. Mm-hmm. But what she did, as we've talked about before, ad nauseum at this point, like I said, like, yeah, it was too little too late on the humanity thing. If she had done that last season and earlier in this season, maybe, but... As it was, it just pushed him over the edge. Uh, Sandy W. He should have uh, told her to tell it to the frogs. (laughs) Uh, Walking Dead has driven me crazy this season, but your podcast always makes me appreciate it a bit more. I'll finish the season at least. I think that everybody shitting on episode, me and Jim included, will be happy with where we end up in season two. And I predict that there will be even a bigger season premiere for season three. Mm-hmm. And now halfway through season three and the same shit's going on, <laughs> then we'll, we'll have some, some talking to do, but mm-hmm. um, I still have hope that they're going to pull this out. Uh, Malika B says this episode was awesome. I have to admit for a minute during the showdown, I thought beta Rick was going to get himself killed, but damn, the alpha wasn't kill mode lure and strike. I cannot help but notice how fast Shane zombie rose compared to Amy zombie who took hours. Does being good or bad affect the time it takes to rise? <laughs> uh, uh, hell, I don't think the writers know. Maybe. It's whatever, whatever is dramatically appropriate. Yeah. Uh, I did chuckle a little in the second viewing because it reminded me of the zombie comedy Fido where his in his dying uh. breath one guy said, I want a head casket. So you're the zombie historian. Do you know what the hell she's talking about? Uh, I haven't seen this. This is the one with uh, Trinity from The Matrix. It's got what's her name? Whoa, you, uh, Kate Ann Moss. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann right? Moss. Yeah, yeah. You haven't seen a zombie film? I have not seen this one. It looked weird to me because it's like this suburban mom with like a zombie as a pet. It's very weird. See, I'm, or, or I, like a zombie I think as a... that would make even more hot for it. Uh, I'm more a traditional zombie movie kind of guy. Really? Yeah, I like blood and gore and. All that sort of good stuff. So you're against, like... I just just haven't gotten around to watching this one. You don't believe in gay zombie marriage? (laughs) Yeah. I'm a zombie Republican. (laughs) (laughs) A conservative. Social social conservative. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it it clean now, Jim. Um, Okay, so, God, we're going to take some heat for that one. Um, (laughs) Of course. Let's go to the outro, or do you have anything else to get us in trouble with? Uh, No, go ahead and do the Uh, outro. If you want to keep up with everything that we're doing at Bald Move, which is burgeoning, it's including The Walking Dead, we've got Breaking Good, we've got the classic uh, Mad Men coming up, we've got Game of Thrones, we've got Justified ongoing, the best best show on television right now, Justified. Uh, Mm. Go to baldmove.com. You can email us at watchingdead at baldmove.com if you'd like us to read your thoughts on the air. Uh, Facebook.com slash baldmove is where you find me on Twitter, and Twitter at baldmove is where you find Jim on on the internet. Um, i got to thank you guys so much for continuing to support us on iTunes. 
we've got so many reviews and so many positive things, and it makes me feel good to see. Uh, yeah, we're approaching one of the most reviewed Walking Dead podcasts on iTunes. Yeah, uh, and, I think they're in the hundred and sixties. We're in the hundred and forties, and it's directly. You know, there are so many Walking Dead casts. I think this mm. is the most crowded casting show that we're we're doing as far as competition Certainly. and we've come from nowhere uh six months ago to we're at the top of the results and all because you people have taken some time out of your lives to mm-hmm. click some freaking stars and and put a couple words in there and we thank you so much because absolutely uh it's fun for us to see the cash grow and to get more feedback and uh you know to build that community uh, if you'd like to help contribute uh, to help pay for our bandwidth and, and keep the lights on at the Bald Move headquarters, you can do that. Again, we're not asking for any money. If, you just, if you're buying stuff on Amazon anyway, use the Amazon.BaldMove.com link. That takes you right to Amazon with our affiliate tag intact. You can also, if you can't remember, just go to BaldMove.com and click our banner at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the same price as Amazon. You get the same shipping. All that stuff is the same great stuff, except for we get. But you a, also get our love. You also send a little <laughs> bit of love to yeah. us, and we appreciate that uh, for the people that do that. It helps us cover the cost, and we appreciate that. So that's all I got. We got a right. one last mega spoiler. You didn't want to talk about Facebook season. or Twitter or any of that stuff. I did. Did you? Yeah. I thought you went right into iTunes. No, I didn't. Did you? Mm. Were you hiding from the sports talk again? I was. Like, no, okay. I was preparing to uh, take us out. All right. Well, All right. preparation complete, initiate, take out sequence. That is it for this week. Next week's episode is going to be called Beside the Dying Fire. And until then, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you next week. No, see you in the spoilers. See you in the spoilers. The exclusive, sexy, awesome spoiler section where Carl sneaks in every week. And we're back. Go ahead and roll the promo for next week. On the season finale of AMC's The Walking Dead. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to take them all on. Oh, God, this is my farm. I'll die here. My hands are clean. I didn't ask for this. A special look at a scene from next week. His hands are clean. Oh, what a fucking shock. Carl's gone again. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah, I like how she just no- she notices she knows that Carl's missing and the, t- the length of time it took him to walk all the way across that field, shoot a guy, uh, and and she's suddenly freaked out by it. She never gives a I shit. I feel like she heard the gunshot and like looked up from her cucumber pile and like, mm-hmm. oh my god, where's my kid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her mountain of cucumber slices. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, all right, so let's roll through this one again real quick. All right. Uh, we got a missing Carl up front. Mm-hmm. We got an we army, of army of zombies. High tailing it towards. This the, is the, the guys. moment that I've been waiting for to get them off the fucking farm. Yes, like um, we wondered how they're going to do it, and <laughs> this is how we see uh, Herschel declaring war on zombies, <laughs> and we see the zombies are att- just attacking the barn. And oh, somebody God. must be in that barn. I, I wonder if Carl and Rick don't run to that barn. 
O to take shelter. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Daryl there sniping zombies from his fucking motorcycle? <laughs> fucking awesome, That's like man. something out of Grand Theft Auto, man. Yeah. Or S- Saints Row. If someone else tried it, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah. But Daryl, Daryl can do it. Carol's threat. Do you think, he, man, Carol might not make it. She might not. I, I feel uh, like there's going to be people to die. Uh, Maggie certainly gets attacked. We see that at the end of this. And... But, but we don't know. God, if she dies, I'm I'm out. I'm done. I've got, I haven't read it yet, <laughs> but I've got the spoilers. We we owe it to our listeners to read these. Okay, so before we read, let's put let's put a little Deadpool. Rick. Uh, Rick is going to survive. Obviously. Carl. Carl is going to survive. Lori. Going to survive. Herschel. Sur- dead. 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 Yeah. Glenn. Survive. Maggie. Survive, please. Did I say Daryl already? No. Survive. Daryl's never going to die. <laughs> T-Dog. <out> De- dead. <laughs> dead. <laughs> uh, These guys don't give a shit about him. Is so it, he, Carol. He Carol. demanded that second line last episode, and they said that's one too many. Get him out of here. Yeah, Carol. Uh, Carol. Nah, I'll say survive. Why not? Andrea. Survive. Oh, yeah. Beth. Uh, survive. <laughs> sure. The other one. <laughs> the other blonde-haired kid? Yeah. Dead. Dead. The other one's boyfriend. Or is that Beth's? No, that's Beth's uh, husband. No, he. that was Otis. No, no she's Wait. married to him, right? No, they're high school sweethearts. They've been dating for three weeks. And now she's married to him. What? <laughs> I don't know. Quit fucking with me, man. I thought that's what she said when dead she was on her deathbed. Uh, he's dead. Okay. So now we play this, I'll tell you what happens. All right. Yeah, wait, you don't want to predict who's going to die? Uh, I think... Just say, who do you think is going to die? Uh, Beth okay. and Patricia. Both are going to die. Hmm. All right. So the shot opens in Atlanta. A group of walkers are feasting on what looks like Rick's horse or what's left of it when they are startled by the sound of a helicopter flying overhead. Ooh, Flashback. flashback. The horde migrates over several days and even weeks a great distance and eventually comes to a fence. The fence bows and breaks on the relentless forward motion of the walkers. By the way, this was actually sent in by four different people, including our anonymous source. So wow. this is – I'm confident that this is how it's going to happen. Uh, I like the showing the fence breaking. Yeah, the herd presses on, wandering aimlessly into the forest. The walkers turn as a gunshot goes off like a beacon, leading them to dinner. Soon as they're, soon they're closing in on Rick and Carl as they leave the scene of Shane's murder. Glenn and uh, Daryl arrive back at the farmhouse. They explain they heard a gunshot and share their confounding findings about Randall. As they walk back to the house, Carl asks Rick what happens to Shane. Uh, see, Carl, when a man hates another man... Sometimes he has to stick his knife into that man. Yep. Uh, soon after, they notice the walkers bearing down on him, and it's long not long before they're overtaken and have to make a run for the barn. Ooh, nice, jo- nice job there, Jim. Oh, wow, cool. Back at the house, the rest of the survivors are just figuring out that Carl's missing, and walkers are approaching. <laughs> Lori is Fucking panicking. Idiots. Herschel passes out guns. The horde is making quick work of the barn. Rick dumps gasoline everywhere, busts open the door to lure the zombies inside, climbs up to the loft with Carl. Carl drops a lighter into the gasoline-soaked hay, igniting everything in sight. What? Meanwhile, that's badass. Meanwhile, the men and Andrea shoot from their cars in a futile attempt to corral the herd and buy time. Finally, Daryl figures out that Rick and Carl must be in the barn and instructs Jimmy to drive the RV to the barn to rescue them. Rick and Carl manage to escape 
barely while Jimmy is devoured inside the RV. Blood is everywhere, coating the windshield. <laughs> Survivors are starting to run out of ammo. The horde is too large. The women hold hands and make a run for it as Herschel makes a last stand for the farmhouse. They're just about clear when Patricia is attacked from the side, devoured, while Beth is still <laughs> holding on to her. Carol is heading off by, uh, headed off by a few oh, walkers. eaten. And backed into a corner with nothing but a plank of wood to defend herself. That's no way to refer to Lori. <laughs> Andrea saves her, but is attacked from behind and gets pinned under a walker. T-Dog pulls his car around, but quickly has to leave the scene with Beth and Lori before the car is overtaken. Oh, uh, he leaves Andrea? Yeah! No. Glenn takes Mag- tells Maggie that the farm is lost. They have to get off the farm. Herschel comes to the same realization almost too late as a walker sneaks up from behind. Rick saves Herschel, and then they, mm-hmm. along with Carl, head out in their own direction. Glenn and Maggie take off as well. Daryl finds Carol about to collapse from running, and they speed off together on Daryl's motorcycle. Andrea is abandoned. The barn collapses into flames, and we're not even halfway done. The group is now scattered. Whoa. Glenn and Maggie switch places in the car as Maggie breaks down and can't continue driving. Glenn says they need to make their way to the highway, but Maggie p- protests that the herd came from that direction. Glenn finally tells Maggie that he loves her. Wow. Uh, Rick, Carl, and Herschel arrive at the highway where they left the care package for Sophia, hoping that the others will think the rendezvous there. Herschel's ready to part ways, but Rick wants to stick together. Lori and T-Dog argue over where to, ro- to drive. T-Dog wants to head to the coast, but lo- but the plank of wood threatens to jump out of the car if he doesn't turn around and g- go back to the highway. A walker appears on the highway. Rick is about to give up, waiting any longer, but in the nick of time, the other survivors arrive. Time for head count. Uh, Shane's dead, Andrew's missing, Patrician's eating, eaten, and Jimmy's splattered. Meanwhile, huh. Andrea is running for her life in the woods, but the walkers pursue her tirelessly. As she, she can't keep this up for long. She's dead. These spoilers are very cinematic, by the way. Walkers are emerging from the trees in random directions as Andrea shoots to clear a path. The survivors leave the highway, pushing onward, but soon run out of gas. Several people start to panic and are on the verge of giving up. Rick tries to pull everyone together. The conversation turns to Randall and Shane. Rick has to come clean. He reveals that the secret Jenner whispered to him at the CDC was everyone has a carrier of infection, and the group is not happy with Rick that he has kept this from him. No shit. Why would he bring this up at this point? And who gives a fuck? This is not a season cliffhanger type thing. Yeah, the writers God. definitely misunderestimated. Yeah, they think we still care. Uh, Rick and Lori talk privately. Rick tells her what he what went down to Shane and confesses confesses it wasn't just self defense. He wanted Shane dead. He was tired of Shane dogging him and acting like Rick stole Lori and Carl from him. Lori, uh, Lori freaks out when she finds out Carl's role in Shane's death and withdraws from Rick, refusing to let him touch her. Oh boy! Awesome. Start the I crazy love to see train Lori. up again. Yeah. Uh, Andrea is exhausted. This is the end of the line. She can't carry her gun bag any longer. Her pistol's out of ammo. She bashes a walker's head in it. And as the uh, walkers enclose her and tear her limb from limb. Jesus, Andrea's dead. That's not true. Good. Now she's down to <laughs> knives. Another walker practically on top of her. Enter Michonne to sh- save Andrea at the last minute, towing two nice. armless walkers and chains, samurai sword in hand. <laughs> what the fuck are people that did not read the comic going to make of this? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know how fantastic this is? This is going to, like, this... Especially with the two walkers she got with the chain mm. and a samurai sword. Hey, man. It's like you walked into a Tarantino movie all of a sudden. <laughs> yep. Wow. Ballsy move, writers. The rest of the survivors set up camp in the middle of nowhere. They may have found each other again amid the chaos, but the group is still broken. 
Many are ready to run off in the dark and leave Rick behind and fend for themselves. They're on the verge of splitting up again when Rick takes back control. He says they are not going anywhere. He killed his best friend for them. This is not a democracy. Wow. wow. Dictator Rick. <laughs> yeah, he skipped Alpha, just went right to Dictator. <laughs> yeah, he Supreme did. Supreme Commander for Life. Wow. The camera pans up and in the distance looms a prison facility. My question is, in season three, is it going to come back and he's changed his mind again? <laughs> this is a democracy. <laughs> yeah. Everybody vote. Do we want to move into the prison? <laughs> you know what? The fantastic thing about the prison is you could have two seasons there. It's a good set. Good it's set a fantastic sure. set. The whole clearing and the meeting of the survivors that they're going to meet there likely mm-hmm. would consume like a whole season arc. And then you throw in the madness with the uh, Woodbury group and the gut. And which I think they're going to probably. I think that they've already met them, that Randall's part of that group. Yeah. And we already know they casted too. the governor. My only question is, is Merle going to be with these dudes? And I think I, so. I, he's got, if he doesn't show up. With this group, next season, he's never going to show up. Yeah, it's a red herring if he doesn't. So, in the distance looms a prison facility. One of the peop- one of the many people that wrote us in, Brian H., uh, he had some comments on this. He says, I'll take Shane, Dale, Jimmy, and Patricia trade for Michonne and her zombie boyfriend and his zombie best friend any day of the week. Hmm. I literally ran around my living room after reading that Michonne is going to have an even more epic entrance <laughs> than in the comic. That's pretty nice. good. I see him as like Homer on the ground on the side going, whoop, 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 whoop. Um, damn. So this is why I think that if you are ready to give up on the show, mm-hmm. that if you watch this next episode, you're going to be hooked. It sounds awesome. You're going to be hooked because, again, the prison actually is the one location they've been at where they can sustain a damn season. Like mm-hmm. the quarry couldn't sustain a six episode run they had to move to the cdc yeah that was only six episodes that was half a season basically the fact that they thought that they could stretch the farm out to 13 ridiculous and mm-hmm. they paid the price but there is Have the other they thing paid that gets the price, me they haven't paid a price they've got more fans than ever it's the biggest show on yeah but there's critical basic backlash. table for their demographic there's critical backlash and that's usually the bellwether for audience losing interest too because right now they're getting a lot of there's a zombie fans in fact there's nothing else on tv like this that's true However, uh, Steppenwall reminded us uh, on the podcast today that there is another season show, which I haven't actually seen, but I've heard as well regarded, that took a horrible misstep in season two before it finally rose to greatness, and that's Friday Night Lights. I haven't seen Season that. one was great. Season two, like, was, uh, I guess, an abortion. Like, hmm. they they changed characters around. They had a serial killer at one point. Mm-hmm. And, like, all the stuff that was not anything about... A football serial killer? Yeah. That seems a little weird. Uh-huh. And it's, like, one... <laughs> somebody was playing... Vol- had a volleyball career going. I Like, they talked about this, and I thought it was a joke. Yeah. But then, season three, they, like... I guess they did basically disowned that in season three and went on, and it's gotten critical acclaim, and it was really popular. It's one of those things that's on my list of things to watch once I catch up with everything else, but... Uh, yeah. I hear good things about it. I think that that's my after Homeland and after I catch up on Boardwalk Empire. That's my that's that's after might be some summer watching. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I this is why even though this episode kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, I'm super psyched for next season. Definitely. I mean the and it sounds like the finale of this season is going to be awesome too. Right. So overall, season two point five, which 
Can we stop calling it 2.5 now? Can we it's just now season refer to it as season two? Next week. Next week. Next we week. We can say it's season right. two. Uh, the Overall, it has not been bad. There's been one episode that I really didn't like, which was tonight's. And a phenomenal episode, a, a good premiere for this half of the season. A lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I will continue to watch it, I guess, as long as they don't continue to insult my intelligence every week. How bad has it got to – I mean, that's the thing. It's like I thought it would be interesting if we were co- – because we almost did cover the killing last year. Yeah. And wouldn't it would have been in- interesting <laughs> to get like the episode seven and eight, and everyone's starting to be like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. And then the end of ep- at the end of the se- season, when by all reports no one was satisfied with the way it ended, and everybody yeah. was pissed off. I kind of wonder. Like, I'm hoping that this show gets really, really good, mm-hmm. but it would be kind of fun to go down with the ship. Like, cover I mean, a dying show that, like, all the fans are turning against, and every week it's, like, some, like... <laughs> You're rooting for this thing to no, sink. No, 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 Oh, no, yeah, no. you are. No, but, like, honestly, <laughs> I'm kind of worried about Mad Men. Well, they, yeah, the twist at the end there was a little weird. And I have a lot of faith with Wiener. Yep. But I am very scared that, I don't know, man, that twist in season four... All right, this has nothing to do with The Walking Dead. Then no one's listening. This is a spoiler section. We have like 15 people to listen to this. <laughs> sure. Probably everybody does. No. That's, that's my guess. Everybody is listening. I to know this. for a fact because we get email that definitely if you listen to SpoilerCast, you wouldn't send us the Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, so I guess I'm done if you're not going to let me talk about Madden. All right. Ass. Well, I think we spoiled everything we could spoil about next week so that's it for spoilers. we we did the damn thing on the spoilers this season and, and, and not just we our anonymous source yeah our anonymous source really bringing the thunder wow. take that mazara you want his name you have to come on our podcast <laughs> i bet we that's s- that's the arrangement that's right our pot come on our podcast get grilled uh, and we'll give you his name no so well, he has to, he has to get it out of us <laughs> It'll be like dueling interrogations. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I like it. So. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, We'll see you guys next week for the finale. Yep. Bye.